Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 Amp Radio. Amp Radio. Commercial free Monday. Crystal B. Chelsea. On Amp Radio, 602. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. A little better today. A little better? Yeah. I feel, I feel, I'm feeling it worse today. Really? Yeah, I think it's like, I mean, I, so I didn't grow up in LA. I'm not like a diehard Laker fan, um, but obviously I know how important Kobe is to the city. But I think for me, I just cannot stop thinking about all the victims' families and like what they're going through. Like they're waking up this morning without their, their mom, their dad, their sister, their cousin, whatever. I just, I feel, it's an unbearable feeling i can't even imagine and Mm -hmm. it just like literally breaks my heart i just can't imagine it what they're going through yeah and it's like one of those things too where you're like like you always want to see the positive and you always want to be like oh it's gonna it's gonna end or there's gonna be like you know uh a light at the end of the tunnel but you it's that realization of like oh it's gonna take a really long time or yeah there really isn't I, I, i think the whole the crux of this whole thing that's really got everybody of course you know you have a big superstar athlete that's the you know the mayor of the city if you will the the heart and soul of the city someone that represents the city but the real underlying thing about all of this to me is just the family aspect back Mm -hmm. to what you just said there's Mm -hmm. just it's it's a father and a daughter and some other daughters and a mother at home and i think every single person that's all we care about we care about the connection with our families because that's all that really matters yeah mm-hmm. and when you see that taken away from someone that it's unthinkable that it would happen at such a young mm-hmm. time in their life i think that's the hardest part about all of this the whole family element of it and i think that's just what just keeps gnawing mm-hmm. at you that just keeps you know at the end of the day you got to kind of you got to kind of say you know what i have to really everything into perspective how delicate life truly is Mm -hmm. and how it could just be gone just like that and i think that's where i am like Mm -hmm. i talked to my dad so many times yesterday more than usual Mm because me and my dad are really close and we just talked about everything that's going on and everything that we're learning that's unfolding Mm -hmm. yesterday and like you said we just you just never know Mm -hmm. i mean kobe planned on being home late sunday night Mm -hmm. you know like you just never know and just cherish who you have and what you have while you have it Mm -hmm. while you're here Mm -hmm. and other than that i think yesterday after we got off air i was just home watching old interviews of kobe espn played his final game Mm -hmm. and really i was really trying to get myself in that mamba mentality like put all 110 percent into everything you have Mm -hmm. you wake up every morning Mm -hmm. you work hard you do what you love and i think that's what honestly really like brought me back like Mm -hmm. okay i'm mourning kobe and all of the lives lost but what would kobe do in this situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get your ass together yeah you know pull yourself up your family is still here you have loved ones that are still here don't forget about the people that are here at the same time keep taking your shot Mm yeah One foot in front of the next, right. and that's all that you can do, the living. That's all yeah, we can do. Yeah. And it's easier said than done. Right. And I think mourning is completely, 
natural and we're supposed to be bummed out but i think we're also supposed to get to what you just said to it you know you have to park that at some point there are levels levels. and you might reach that level and then you might go back down and that's and that's totally normal and that's totally okay you're gonna be angry you're gonna be sad like it's just part of the process what i was saying yesterday i feel like that is gonna happen when we hear from vanessa like i know when i when when we hear from vanessa i know that's gonna rattle me i know that's gonna shake me Mm because it's gonna be so sad whatever she says is going to be extremely sad. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Like, I feel like it's going to be a roller coaster, mm-hmm. but you kind of just have to keep reminding yourself. Right. Like, go back to getting yourself back up. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of this to talk about this morning, and I think a lot of emotion people still are going through, and we'll go through it with you. Mm-hmm. Right. The best way to put it. So we'll play some music and uh, we'll do trending next. 971 Amp Radio. Amp Radio. Commercial free Monday. George Lopez is funny, man. Yeah. He's playing the Honda Center. He's so good. His stand up is great. I, and love I think him. everybody could use a laugh. So, tickets yeah. for that coming up this morning as we try to get back to some sort of uh, semblance of a show, if this even is a show that we attempt to do every morning. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever, whatever, whatever this is. We could call it that. Okay, sure. It. It's a show. Yeah. It's a pseudo show. Uh, Crystal B, what's happening? I mean, we're learning a lot more from the crash that killed Kobe Bryant and eight others. So definitely a lot more Kobe updates today. We're learning a lot about the pilot in the helicopter that crashed. So he had told air traffic controllers in his last radio message that he was actually climbing up to avoid a fog layer before plunging more than a thousand feet into a hillside. Mm-hmm. So and I, and I think we're going to talk to a pilot later this morning. It was the fog. He mm-hmm. just couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Investigators went to the crash site yesterday in Calabasas to collect evidence. And they're suggesting that the pilot probably got disorientated because of the fog. He yeah. just didn't know where, what was what. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's extremely unfortunate. So they were even investigating, looking at his history as a pilot. He is overqualified, never had anything bad on his record. Kylie Jenner actually posted that, you know, she travels by helicopter a lot as well she posted oh my gosh like i traveled with him all the time he was such a nice guy very professional so i mean it's just really sad uh christina mauser was on the helicopter with kobe bryant and her husband matt mauser is now speaking out about losing his wife and having to explain to their three small children what happened you know it was the hardest thing i've ever done without a doubt how do you tell how do you tell a child their mommy's no longer with us so it was very challenging. It was very challenging. It was extremely hard. They screamed, they yelled, and I just held them, let them scream, let them yell. Jesus. Mm, wow. Very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're gonna continue to learn a lot more from the other victims that were on the helicopter and their families. I'm sure still nothing from Vanessa Bryant or the Bryant family. Mm-hmm. Still nothing really from the Lakers organization. And sources are saying that when. Jeannie Buss found out about Kobe's passing. She immediately drove to Orange County to be with Vanessa Bryant. Mm -hmm. She's allegedly still there with her. And that's why the Lakers haven't really put out any kind of uh, formal letter addressing the situation. All they did was yesterday they broke their silence when they said the Clippers and Lakers game will be postponed. That's all they've said. Mm-hmm. They, uh, the sources are also saying that they're waiting for Vanessa Bryant to take the lead on this, and that might be a while. Hmm. 
Um, the Detroit Pistons honored Kobe Bryant before they played the Cavs yesterday. The players wore number eight and 24 jerseys with Bryant on the back, and they held 24 seconds of silence. UConn women basketball also ha- held a game yesterday, and Gianna was very vocal about that was the school, that was the college she wanted to go to before going to the WNBA, and her and Kobe had gone to multiple games together. There's photos of them courtside where they're both wearing UConn women's basketball mm-hmm. gear. Um, she wanted to be a Husky, so they put out a number two jersey for her with flowers, and they posted it and said, Mamba Sita is forever a Husky. So mm-hmm. LA landmarks have been purple and gold since Sunday, and now we're seeing it all around the world, mm-hmm. like not just LA, not just the country, around the world. So I'm Crystal Lee, and we will continue to have coverage for Kobe Bryant all morning. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Empire State Building is... Uh purple and yellow right now it looks really yeah. nice i sent nice madge last in night in in the philippines there's a bunch of landmarks that just have purple 24 and hmm. eight all over the buildings worldwide yep mm-hmm. 97.1 amp radio commercial free monday yeah, let's do some entertainment so we've been talking about how the all the kobe tributes are happening all over the world not just here in la um but here in hollywood lots of celebrities are speaking out and we're now hearing from all the late night talk show hosts mm-hmm. so last night jimmy fallon paid tribute to kobe uh he talked about his special bond with him because they both met early in their careers at a party and he said we didn't know anyone there i didn't even know who he was and we just started chatting and we ended up going on a beer run together so it was kind <laughs> of this like bonding moment for them Kobe was such a life force, so strong and creative and inspired that in my head I thought that he was going to live forever. I, I met Kobe when he was 17 and I was 21. He was a rookie on the Lakers and I was just starting out in the comedy scene in L.A. And when we'd run into each other over the years, we'd laugh about that night that we first met. <laughs> we'd laugh at all the good things that had happened since. And we'd laugh about how much fun it was to raise kids and all the stupid mistakes we made trying to figure out how to be good dads. And Kobe had four daughters, and I had two daughters. And today, he and one of his girls are gone. But I think I, I knew Kobe enough to know that he rose to any challenge by digging deeper and getting back to work. So let's honor Kobe, Gianna, and the other lives that were lost by following his example. Love your family, love your teammates, and outwork everyone else in the gym. How about that? Yep. <sighs> yeah, heartbreaking. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel also got choked up sharing a personal story about Kobe. And he said that over the years, Kobe's been on his show 15 times. I had many conversations with Kobe off of television, and they always involved his daughters, always. He loved being a father. When my son had heart surgery, he checked in with me repeatedly. He made a point once, Billy, my son was out of the hospital, to meet him. He wanted to meet him, and from time to time, he would check in to see how he was doing. There's no silver lining here. It's all, it's all bad. It's all sad. He was uh, a bright light, and that's how I want to remember him. It's tough. It's tough to hear that. Um, and here's Alan DeGeneres remembering Kobe. Yesterday was supposed to be a celebratory day. Then we got tragic news about Kobe Bryant. And everything changed in a second. And as of what I want to talk about, life is short and it's fragile. And we don't know how many birthdays we have. So we don't have to have a birthday to celebrate. Just celebrate life. If you haven't told someone you love them, do it. Now, do it. Tell people you love them. Call your friends. Text your friends. Hug them. Kiss them. Be nice to the people at the DMV. They're people. <laughs> Be nice to them. 
Yeah. And then I wanted to share this because Justin Timberlake posted a, a really long touching message reflecting on his friendship with Kobe and also their final conversation. He said, uh, we met when we were both teenagers and bonded over our drive and process. I was in awe of what you could do with a basketball and knew your talent went beyond your physical gifts and stretched to your mentality, a mentality that I would take with me throughout my whole career and still use every day. The last conversation that we shared was about being fathers and what that meant. That was beyond all the things that we could do in this world, our true legacy. And I guess right now, without being able to find all the words, that father connection is what is most devastating for me. He ended saying he's heartbroken, but will move forward, continuing to use that Mamba mentality. So very sweet message. Good stuff. I'm Chelsea, and that's your entertainment news. 97.1 Amp Radio. Commercial free Mondays. Crystal B and Chelsea. My microphone won't stand still. Oh, man. I've asked to have this thing fixed like four different engineers. And it's funny because the conversation goes like this. I'm like, you know, my microphone, when I'm talking, it just just goes down and down. And you're like hunchback all of a sudden. Yeah, and I'm down here on the floor (laughs) broadcasting. And they all give me that look like, yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Next year, 2021. 2021 is the year of the microphone. Year of the rat? Forget about that. No. Year of the microphone. The falling microphone. Wow. Okay. Well, let's have some fun. George Lopez, I think we could all use a laugh. Yes. Yep. And George Lopez is going to be playing a show at the Honda Center. So before 8 o'clock, we're going to give away some tickets. I wanted to make a point. I want to see if you agree, disagree, indifferent. Maybe you think I'm right. Maybe you think I'm nuts. But I'm to the point with social media. And here we go. Mm -hmm. I'm to the point where I'm starting to think it's all evil. That it just, it's bad for you, no matter what. And I get like you have a tragedy that happens and maybe you want to feel like you're a part of a community Mm -hmm. somehow. And Mm -hmm. I understand that. But last night, and after all this Kobe stuff, I didn't go online. I didn't go online till yesterday night. Last night Mm -hmm. was the first time I went online. It's heavy. Not only is it heavy, it's erroneous. There's Mm -hmm. just so many things. You see so many things that are just not true. You see other helicopters and accidents and people saying this is aren't the helicopter crash and even if it is i don't want to see it right i don't want to see it i'm on tiktok yeah i want to see somebody dance into a dumbass video that's what i want to see i don't want to i don't want it i don't want that heaviness yeah and it's the same with instagram and it's it's a lot of people i look i love the positive things it's nice but i know after everything that i looked at last night everything i walked away with a feeling of utter sadness. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. not feel better. Yeah. I think with the helicopter footage, even if it's the correct or not correct footage of Kobe Bryant's helicopter, not everyone wants to see that. You just Mm-mm. can't yeah. post that so it's out there and like we're forced to see it. Like I don't I personally don't want to see that stuff and people were DMing me helicopter crash footage and I'm like I don't want to see that. I don't even want to hear the audio of the pilot. Like I I'm just that kind of person that I know it's going to affect me. It's going to make me sad. I don't need to see it. Right. Don't send it to me. Right. You can't just send it to people and assume that they want to see it because you want to see it. Yeah. It's it, so bad. It's a clickbait world yeah. where certain people or certain institutions or websites, they need the clicks. Mm-hmm. They need the hits. So they get the stuff out there. Then people think they're, I don't know if it's funny or yeah. I don't even know what they're thinking. It's, insens- it's, it's sensitive to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I see it and I'm just, I just get upset. And it drowns out like anything positive that I could see. Yeah. A- anything. I don't care if it's the Jack message or Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. That's great. 
but then I see the the negative and I end up walking away. I feel like a dirtbag even for looking at the yeah. internet. Yeah, I think that's just it. It's like figuring out how much you can take and like giving yourself, it's okay to take time off social media. Like that's totally fine. Like for me, I've just been so, like even yesterday after work, I was just like in it. Like I wanted to see everything and I, and the same thing, I kind of got drained afterwards mm-hmm. and then took the rest of the night off. But like, I think it's being okay with kind of just stepping away, you mm-hmm. know, because I think it, it is a lot and it is heavy and it does affect us all differently. I just think it's bad. Yeah. I don't see any redeeming things about it at the moment. I just don't. At the moment. Because yeah. I see mm-hmm. one one bad thing, it just sets me off. And I'm like, oh, I'm done. This. Why, why yeah. am I here? I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't care. So, I don't know. I just yeah, don't think it's, it's good for people. I wanted. I should have watched The Bachelor, but I went to bed. And you guys watched <laughs> The did. Bachelor? I had to. I nice had break. to get my mind mm-hmm. off something else. And I'm like, let me watch these dummies and just kind of forget about everything. And it worked for a while. Yeah. So yeah. It, it had me escape. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, these girls are so dumb. <laughs> I After watching last night's episode, I'm convinced that they're acting. Pilot Pete is a really bad actor, but he's acting. Yeah. You think he's acting? 1,000%. And you, you need to watch last night. But he just wants to get laid. Just the, Come on. No, the guy, he, wants mean, to, he wants to make out with 25 girls. There, what dude doesn't? No, there's this situation where one of the girls had to tell him something, and he's acting like he doesn't know what she's already about to tell him. And he's like, what's wrong? Like, we just had the best date ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. See, I, funny, I don't, actually don't think he's an actor. I think he's just like <laughs> really naive about it. I think he's a bad actor. I felt like in that situation, I was just, I felt bad for him. I'm like, bro, like, get it together. Really? He doesn't have a backbone right now. And he's bringing girls back, and it's like, it's a whole thing. Well, you know, I watch every season, and I like the guy. So I didn't watch last night yet, but I'm not, I guess I wasn't to that vapid level yet. (laughs) Look, I tuned out Instagram, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't know if I could put up with The Bachelor, but it's cool that that's your distraction. Escape, yeah. I think that's a good thing. Crystal B was funny about it this morning. She goes, these dumb broads. I know. She would use the word broads. Yeah. I'm like, what are you, 50? Yeah, dumb She's broads. She's like, these dumb broads. She goes, they made me so happy, though. I didn't think about uh, anything. All the tragedy went right out the window. Yeah. And- Focus on how dumb they are. <laughs> <laughs> the drama. Dumb broads. You hear that? Dumb broads. She said it, not uh, me. She's empty inside. 97.1. Amp. Amp Radio. Commercial-free Monday. Here's the thing about FOMO with me. Okay. So you see Billie Eilish is out at a party, mm-hmm. okay? I see her, that she's there. I don't sit and think that Billie Eilish ever would want to talk to me. I think she'd want to talk to... <laughs> True. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's point. That's why I never get FOMO. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because people say this all the time. They'll go, oh my God, I went to that party last night. It was so amazing. <laughs> and you know who was there? Billie Eilish was there. And then I always say, so? Yeah. She doesn't she, want to talk to you, like, dummy. You just like stand that's around her? True. And just yeah, like, like right. good for you. I was Eilish adjacent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah. never. So I've gotten over that. Yeah. I don't sit and think that it's a big deal because I know that person is probably like a goldfish in a tank. Yeah. I don't even think it's a thing. Well, you've been to so many of those parties where we all have like just being here in Hollywood, and you kind of like people will be like, "Oh, who was at that party?" Right. And you can say who was there, but you're like, "I don't have a good story about it, really," because yeah. like I didn't. They don't know you. Yeah. yeah. Don't know them. It doesn't matter. Did you talk to her? No. I said hi. <laughs> From across Nobody the room, saw her. We locked eyes. We did. Yeah. I could tell, you know, when she was talking to Justin Timberlake that she really wanted to talk to me instead. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. No, no, she's not. So, no. Back to FOMO. I've real, I'm to that age where I've realized, 
No one gives a damn. Nobody wants to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I probably don't want to talk to them either. (laughs) So I'd rather sit with my cats and my girlfriend on the couch. I really would. I really would. You'll get to that point. One day. FOMO will be out the window. I don't know. I could wait. I could definitely wait. (laughs) You could wait. (laughs) You're still enjoying being out. Yes. Mm, Not me. Definitely. I can drink at home. It's cheaper. That's the other thing. (laughs) So much cheaper to drink at home. Well, you're also not a female who can get. Guys to buy them drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Booker. What but. a racket that is. Sorry. <laughs> what a goddamn racket It's great racket to be female is. in it Hollywood. Really <laughs> it really is. How does it work? No, seriously, Just, how does it work? How do When you say, I... I'm parched. I know. <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> do you say it's, it in desperation? It's a look in your no. eye. You're just like, oh, I need a drink right now. You just say that with your eyes. No, guys will see, someone. oh, do you have a drink? Oh, do you want a drink? I also think it's a conversation starter. Yeah. It's a very easy way for a guy to go up to a girl like, oh, you don't have a drink. Do you mm-hmm. want one? Do you guys walk into a club and pick up an open, like an empty drink and just walk around with it? Like, um, can someone fill this? Ew, you know no, because the whole no, thing no, is no. if you don't have a drink, that's when the conversation starts why don't you have a drink yeah well why is it empty is what i'm thinking Mm. no (laughs) free hands i need a drink (laughs) yeah so you'll just say to a guy that you just started a conversation with you'll be like i i'm thirsty usually they offer something they They will offer yeah it's an easy conversation starter they think they're getting bonus points offering a girl a drink you're not we're literally just getting a free drink out of you and then you keep it moving and then red flag if they if they go to the bar and don't ask you for a drink you're like okay well that was rude yeah And if they don't offer your friends drinks too, like that's a, rude too. To catch twenty two. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I need to see you out in the wild, Chelsea. I, I need to see how this works. <laughs> I want to see how this racket goes down. In the wild. We can arrange that. So you get like one drink. So <laughs> you'll get a drink. How long do you have to converse with this random dickhead? Because you, until he pays, he's giving you a drink. Not like, long, what? usually. So you take the drink. Will you at least drink the entire drink with the person, or is it like? Thanks, no. and you're out. You know, I mean, you, I like to stick around for a couple sips because it's <laughs> weird. If, it is rude if you, you know, and I'm oh not like my, my intention going into bars and like I need this guy to buy me a drink, right. but like it just naturally happens. It will happen. And then, and then you're kind of like obligated to stick around for a little bit. Is this kind of every time out? Yeah, every, yeah. Same, really? Mm-hmm. Girls can literally go out with zero dollars in their pocket mm-hmm. with no debit credit card. Okay. And you will be fine. But I just want to say, Crystal and I can also support ourselves. So yeah, we really don't need okay, the guys. Just put that out there. We can, but why not? If yeah, why this guy's we? gonna buy mm-hmm. us drinks, you know the best thing ever is when you see girls when they go out. I love this what? when it's a pack of girls, and they realize they all have to pay, and they all become mathematicians. All of a sudden, they're trying to dice up a check. Oh, they're yeah. like, no, no, I just had. I just That's had the, worse. I just had the taco. It was six dollars. Oh, You're like, that. and the bill is like four hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. I'm more for like, I'll pay for it. Everyone just Venmo me because I hate when everyone has that's to deal the with the worst. whole like that's, all the cards. I, I was a waitress before, and I like it was the worst thing when people hand you like seven eight, cards. Yeah. It's like no, but they don't even. It's that would be easy. Like seven or eight cards, at least you know, at least you're all divvying it up. Oh, like like there's a code among men. Where we, everyone's cutting it. Like oh my oh, gosh. I only had three tacos. Seven dollars fifty one cents. You're like no. That's exactly what I mean. Like men, we never, there's like a code with men. If I go out with Majestic and he just gets like, I don't know, a slice of pizza and I get a steak, we throw our cards on the table and we it. cut it in half. We, yeah. There's no conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But girls are like, no, no, that's not true. I, I've seen not it. Not with me and my friends. I feel, like it's a, I feel like it's an unspoken thing. I think it's like, you, you just, just said you pay for all of it. Well, I'm just saying if that were to happen, it's more like with a big group. It's okay. more like a big group. But like my, I feel like it's an unspoken thing with most of my friends too, where you just split it. 
Hmm. You decide to go out to dinner. I think that's like an unsaid thing. You're just, I just splitting it. I love when watching you all do math. I, it's, it's my favorite thing. But that's thing. the thing. I'm terrible in math, so I, I will never put myself in that situation. <laughs> I'm just like, there's my yeah. card. Do what go. you will with it. Because I'm not trying to right. add, subtract, mm-hmm. or any of that right now. I just had a salad. It was $8. Here, here's 10 Mm-mm. That's weird because the bill is four hundred. We don't know how we got it to that. Yeah. but it's that. It's actually worse when guys do it though. When guys are really specific about, like, if you're at a table with guys and they all are trying to like divvy up their like individual items, that's weird. I've never seen guys. That's what I, I mean. I think no. there's an unspoken thing between men. We don't do that. We. Well, I've never. Have you ever done that? Yeah, no. Maybe I, that's like the I difference said, between men and boys. Maybe exactly, Chris will be. That could be a good point. Yeah. Like boys will do that. Yeah. Because boys are broke. Yeah. Right. Men got a job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broke ass boys. Yeah. No Men also that. don't have FOMO anymore either. That's true. There it Bring is. It so you're, you're hardly eating out. So when yeah. you do eat out, you're like, yeah. split Splinch. it even. Yeah. <laughs> I want my girlfriend to pick up a check every now and again. How about that? That'd be nice. I offer, I offer yeah. to pay. Same. A lot. You offer. I do. Well, I ask. I swear. I swear I do. You could ask Henry. I literally, because I feel weird. You do. Him mm-hmm. paying for everything. And I was just raised like that. Like, I always, like, I'm offering. Yeah. For sure. Let me ask you this. So, with Henry, after, because you're still just dating. You're not, like, engaged. Right. So, after every meal that he pays, do you still say thank you? Yeah. yeah. You do? Of course. Yeah. Oh, I need to talk to my girlfriend. Yeah, I say thank you. And sometimes, like, I will, like, I'll set really fancy dates that are going to be, like, more expensive. And Uh it's my bill because Mm -hmm. I'm scheduling the date. Like, we just did it recently. I'm like, I made reservations for this place. And it was more of a high-end place. And I picked up the bill and, like, let's go out. And Ah, I like doing that. You're awesome. I can see Chelsea doing that, I do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to do. It feels good to do that. And it's also, like... We're in this together. And I feel like guys appreciate that. Yes, so for much. sure. Or it's like, I'll do something yeah. where like go to dinner and then like I'll maybe they'll pick up the check, but I'll pay the dessert. Or like, hmm. you know, if we go to yeah. movies, I'll pick then up there's the, something the else. food yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My girlfriend has her lunch money from the fourth grade still. She doesn't give me anything. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Seven ten. What's 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 trending? Tell we're me talking more Kobe Bryant. Yesterday we're talking his impact on the Latino community and a lot of people were talking yesterday about how important that is. So we're gonna talk about it next. 971 Amp Radio. Commercial free Mondays. I just got an earful from Crystal B how I trained my girlfriend wrong. Like she's a labradoodle. <laughs> I didn't know she doesn't pick up any tab. Here's the thing. We've been together for a hundred years. I mean Okay, what's a hundred? Six years. Okay. So at some point I think do you really still have to say thank you? I mean, well, yeah. you're talking it's about nice. it, so it clearly yes. bothers you that you're not getting a thank you. No, I'm just bringing it up, you guys. I'm just <laughs> continuing your conversation. I just thought it was interesting that the thank yous are still happening. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... And we're over, th- over three years. And you're paying for a dinner every now and again, huh? Yeah, and I like <laughs> planning that and like <laughs> surprising him and not telling him where we're going, and I think it's <laughs> fun. Booker's thinking this through right now. Oh, you my damn gosh. Right I He'll like try to figure out for me, like, oh, well... What should I wear? Or where is it? What city is it? And I'm like, nope, you're not getting no clues. Like, I like it. It's fun. The mini mix is coming up. It's all I'm going to be thinking about (laughs) for 20 minutes. It's all I'm going to think about. (sighs) I can get a check paid for me. Let's do trending. All right. So we were talking about yesterday how Kobe was loved so much in the Latino community. We were talking about this amazing article that's in the LA Times of his favorite Mexican restaurant, which is in Fullerton, how he Mm -hmm. would go to the kitchen, talk to the cooks in Spanish, hang out with them. Um, And it was the Latino community everywhere, not just here in LA, not just Mexicans. J Balvin shared old footage of Kobe talking about why he feels so close to the Latino community. 
los fans uh, latinos porque cuando llegó aquí esos fans eran los fans que me abrazaron más eh, con mucha pasión entonces yo le digo dame dos años, tres años voy a hablar un poquito de español ahora mi español no es muy bueno pero puedo hablar un poquito tener una esposa que es latina también es muy significante eh, de mis hijas So, translation, he was saying when he got here to L.A. for uh, the Lakers, that the Latino fans are the ones that showed him the most love, the mm -hmm. most passion. Obviously, mm -hmm. his wife and his daughters are Latina, so it was very important for him to learn. Um, Bad Bunny really opened up on Instagram as well, and he had never shared anything about Kobe. And he said, I never would have imagined this would hurt so much. I still remember the first time I saw a game of basketball at seven years old with my dad, and it was a game with this genius. And from that day forward, he became my favorite player. I've never mentioned it because it doesn't necessarily have to do with music, but this man has been an inspiration in many aspects for me to be who I am today. He also released a song like a few hours ago called Six Rings, and it's all for Kobe. Um, we also heard from LeBron James yesterday who spoke out for the first time. So there was only footage of LeBron James walking off the Lakers private jet um, when the news was broken mm, to him about Kobe. He went on Instagram. He said, man, I'm sitting here trying to write something for this post, but every time I try, I begin crying again, just thinking about you, niece Gigi, and the friendship, bond, brotherhood we had. I literally just heard your voice Sunday morning before I left Philly to head back to L.A. Didn't think for one bit in a million years that it would be the last conversation we'd have. Please give me the strength from the heavens above and watch over me. He also said he will continue his legacy. And um, it's crazy because LeBron James was one of the last people to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And now Kobe Bryant's pastor has come forward. And he's one of the last people that saw him. Mm -hmm. And Gianna, Sunday morning, he said that they went to the church for um, prayer because there wasn't even a mass that early that Kobe went. They went just before 7 a.m. Mm. They had prayer. They had communion. And then they quickly boarded the helicopter mm. right after that. Mm. Wow. So it's powerful. Very sad. Mm -hmm. I'm Crystal B. And yes, we will continue the Kobe Bryant coverage all morning long. Yeah. Radio. Commercial free Monday. Decided to talk a little bit about The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there are a few people. I. I don't know who these people are that don't watch The Bachelor. <laughs> I mean, I, I was one of them. I don't trust them. <laughs> Savages. <laughs> but Crystal B said yep. we should talk a little bit about The Bachelor. So, Chelsea, take <sighs> it away. So, you know, it's funny. Like, I mean, I've watched The Bachelor for many seasons. I Kicking off the season, I really liked Pilot Pete. As did I. You know, um, but he's kind of like getting on my nerves now. I think like he's just can't make a decision right now. And I feel like with this season in general, like they're just trying really hard to make it dramatic when everyone's just kind of boring. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, we're kind of like seeing through it, right? So mm -hmm. uh, last night, the big thing that happened was Pete went on a one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one date with Victoria F. And they showed up and it was a, a big country concert with country singer Chase Rice. And the whole thing is that Victoria used to date Chase Rice. Like, <laughs> this is her ex. And apparently she You're dated kidding. him right before she went on the show and so like i mean the best moment is you see on her face like oh shoot this is awkward like yeah. and they're standing in front of him while he's serenading them and literally like like they're dancing and singing like kissing she, the funny i thought this was hilarious she like knew all the words to the song and it's not like a did. really popular country song by any means and she's like singing and he looks at her he's like oh my god you know the words and she's like yeah <laughs> like it's so awkward did the and dude forget that he dated her 
No, I think he says he's done an he interview. Just playing says, along? Well, that could be it. But he also said in an interview that he was like ups- he's angry that he didn't producers didn't tell him that it was going to be his ex. Oh wow! That showed up, so he didn't know. And he does look on his face. He's kind of like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> um, but the interesting part is like Victoria. So she's like off you know off on the side talking to a producer and she's like oh my god he was singing to me he was making faces at me this is like the worst thing ever and then she like oh, is so overly dramatic <laughs> about telling him and I'm like girlfriend ah. like we all the past like why are you being so dramatic about right. telling him that you dated this guy so here is like her breaking it to Pilot Pete I'm really nervous to tell you I think it would be really unfair to you if I didn't tell you Cause like tonight for me, like everything was so amazing, Just but say the it. end part mm-hmm. was like a little weird for me because <laughs> um, Chase and I used to date, and the singer Chase, the guy that was doing the concert, the worst yeah. acting. Wait, what? And he goes right there, worst acting by Pilot Pete. Well, it's funny too because there is a really funny. Sh- I mean, like the the producers are amazing because like there's also a shot mm-hmm. of like Pete talking to Chase at the end. And Chase is like, "So, are you guys going on a second date?" Like he's like fishing for information. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, uh, Pete's like, "Wait, but that doesn't make sense." I like talk to him after. I'm like, "Yeah, bro, like you're being played. Like this is like, yo the so worst bad. acting booker you haven't seen it." No, I was fast convinced it it later. from last night's episode. I was convinced that this is acting, really bad acting, uh-huh. but it's acting. It's okay. so bad. Okay. His fake shocked response I'm like bro you could have practiced that a few more times in the mirror see I agree with the sense I think that the girl was acting because she like storms off I think the producers were like be really dramatic with this Mm -hmm. and she does I think him he's being played for a fool like I don't think he knew at all he knows I don't know. He I knows. mean, I used to work in the show, and I remember them keeping a lot of it, a lot of stuff from the actual Bachelor Bachelorette. It mm-hmm. was, but the contestants are all. I mean, they love it. They want screen time, so they're kind of, you know, playing it up. Another thing that happened, another dramatic moment on last night, and this is kind of why he's annoying me, is that he ended up letting a girl come back after he let her go last week. It's this girl, Alea, and apparently she was kind of the one that was. Uh, that he kept saying is fake and all the girls kept coming up to him and they're like, this girl's fake, she needs to go. Mm-hmm. And he ended up at the end letting her go. Well, she comes back and she's like, no, like I've been, they're lying about me, you're being manipulated. And he's like sitting there listening to her and he's like, okay, you're right. And ends up giving her a rose. I am doing what I feel like I need to do to feel you know, confident moving forward with all this. And I hope that you can understand that. Aaliyah, will you accept this rose? Oh man. I'm like... Bro, you have so many girls there. You're like, this show's going to go on forever if you can't like let yeah, people you've go. You've got to let a few go. Terrible acting. I used to call this the <laughs> mid-season doldrums because you would see that there are clearly three to four front runners. Yeah, but there's still 87 girls on the show, mm-hmm. and it's like you got to cut it's through some much. of these girls because it, the episodes are two hours long. I don't even watch them live anymore mm-hmm. because I got to be in bed, and it just takes too long. Get yeah. to it. Will they ever be an hour long? Is is it just two hours right now? Ever. I think it's only it's you know, two. Continue. It's two. It's and it'll be two. like three or four at the even end. Even when there's yeah, like two girls yeah, left, it's, it's like, still two hours. And in I mean, the beginning, at the end, it's three hours. I can't. Yeah. With this so show. usually at this point, I have a couple front runners, like you said, Booker, but I actually don't right now. So yeah. I don't know. We'll keep covering it. So okay. uh, stay tuned for that. And also, also we have more info on Kobe Bryant coming up next too. Ninety-seven-one Amp Radio. Amp Radio. Commercial free Monday. I love George Lopez. I love yeah. everything it's about funny. his humor. I relate to it so much. My favorite, my favorite kind of thing he does is mm-hmm. talk about the Mexican culture. Right. And when he talks about things that they do because you're so broke and you're so poor, yep. it's so relatable to me because I just, I grew up trailer trash. Uh-huh. My favorite thing I always <laughs> say about myself, and this is honest to God truth, I've never told you guys this before. This, I swear to God, this is true. 
we were so poor mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Our trailer burnt down, and we rebuilt. We rebuilt a trailer. Wow. Okay. Wow. So Gosh. when I hear George Lopez's his, his humor, it it hits me like right in the. I'm like, I can totally relate with mm-hmm. everything he's saying. And he's also. From the San Fernando Valley. There you go. He's from the Valley. So there you go. Uh, give me a little George Lopez. Our parents and our culture shows us that it's not all compliments. It's not you throw the trash away. Hey, high five. <laughs> if you have a kid now, you have to pretend like everything that motherfucker does is the best thing you've ever seen. At Thanksgiving, he comes home. Oh, my God. Did you trace the outside of your hand? And did you make me a turkey? <laughs> I did. I'm putting it on Facebook. God damn it, I'm sending it to the Washington Post. They'll run it. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, so good. George Lopez is playing the Honda Center. If you'd like to go to the show, 877-971-HITS-CALLER9. We'll send you to that show also. Nice. We're going to talk to the world-famous Clipper Daryl, uh-huh. the biggest Clipper <laughs> fan, to talk a little bit about the Lakers. I think you'll find it touching. We'll talk to him next. 97.1. Amp Radio. Amp Radio. Commercial free Monday. You know, we talked a lot of Kobe yesterday, mm-hmm. and we're all definitely still feeling that emptiness, yeah. that void. And we wanted to put someone that may relate to you, the non Laker fan, on the air. And there's a guy, and maybe you know him, and maybe you don't, but there's a guy named Clipper Darrell. And I would say he's the most famous Clipper fan, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. He's at every game. Oh, yeah. He taunts every team. <laughs> we got Clipper Daryl to get his thoughts on the Crosstown team. Same arena, of course, but he yep. roots for the other team. Yep. And we wanted to get Daryl to talk a little bit about Kobe. Um, your best memory of Kobe? You know, it was a, I don't remember the year, but him and, him and Lamar was on the same team. Mm-hmm. And they beat the Clippers by fifty, and, I'm, and it was their it was their home game, and I'm sitting I'm sitting center court, right? And Kobe Kobe and uh, Lamar were standing next to each other, right? And and I, I got my head down, and the lady next to me she said, "Hey, Kobe and Lamar don't want you, Daryl." And I looked up, and they put their hands up to their ear, like I can't hear you no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, man, that's great. I know this is sad for not only Laker fans, but for Clipper fans as too. Whether you disliked Kobe or liked him or respected him, it's still a giant loss for everybody. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. Kobe was a good dude, man. You know, to him, to him, you know, he, he loved the people. He never cheated the game. You know, he gave fans what they want, what they paid their money for. Um, I mean, it, it 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 was amazing, man. You know, as a Clipper fan, I hated to see, I, I hated, I hated to play against. Him. But you know, <laughs> Kobe's been a good dude to me. You know, throughout the years, I I can't, you know, introduce me to to his wife as a world famous Clipper Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Clipper Daryl, I know today there was supposed to be Clippers versus Lakers at Staples Center, and they have postponed it. What do you think that game is going to look like and feel like, though, with all of LA in the Staples Center? You know, this is where we got to unite. We stand, divide, and we fall. This is this is bigger than basketball. This is not a Laker Clipper situation. This is an LA situation. This is a this is where people come together, man, and just cry on one one another's shoulder, man, and hold hands. Mm. So, man, you look at you know. So what people don't realize is that. When just because you cheer for another team doesn't you don't I feel you don't have to disrespect another person. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You you don't agree to disagree, 
let's have fun and, and let's enjoy each other's company. I went down to L.A. Live yesterday. You know, I'm, I'm embracing Laker fans, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, because it's bigger than basketball. Death is, you know, is, is, is forever. Let me ask you, Daryl, what do you think in your mind would be a way that we can keep Kobe's legacy going? Like, I know a lot of ideas are changing the Staples Center name or the court inside the Staples Center, adding a boulevard, the NBA logo. What would you say would be the perfect way to remember Kobe Bryant? A statue. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's time, it's time to bring the statue out. But they got to put it somewhere large, large and large and, and proud. What would be your cheer for Kobe right now? When I say Kobe, you say Brian. Kobe, Brian, Kobe, Brian. <laughs> Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> 97.1 Amp Radio. Commercial Free Monday. Tickets for you to see George Lopez. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Where you calling from this morning? From L.A. From L.A. All right. How you doing? I'm good. Good. I mean, hanging in there with the whole Kobe, it's, you know, really sad. I feel you. I feel like the whole city feels exactly the same. Like, we're almost, we're almost afraid to smile, but I think Kobe probably would preach for us to do just that. So... Right, yeah, definitely. George yeah. Lopez will make you smile. Tickets to see him at the Honda Center from Amp Radio. Great, thank you so much. Okay. Crystal B, let's um let's shift gears here and let's do some trending. What's up? All right, more Kobe Bryant. Um everyone has been sharing their favorite favorite Kobe moments and times that they've shared with him, including Elle Duncan, who's on Sports Center. She shared her favorite Kobe oh. moment where she sat with him for thirty minutes. Oh no. They talked about how he loved being a father so much, but being a father to all girls was something that he really valued. And how he talked about Gigi and her love for basketball. But that middle one, he said, that middle one was a monster. She's a beast. She's better than I was at her age. She's got it. That middle one, of course, was Gigi. When I reflect on this tragedy and that half an hour that I spent with Kobe Bryant, two years ago, I suppose that the only small source of comfort for me is knowing that he died doing what he loved the most, being a dad. Being a girl dad. Wow. It's the worst thing to watch yeah. ever. It's the one that killed me more than anything. Yeah. Ooh. And news also broke yesterday that Kobe filed a trademark for Mambasita, which is what he referred to Gigi as. Sorry, that, that really got <laughs> I know. Me. It's it's in watching it even mm-hmm. more, I was like, I don't even want to listen to that mm-hmm. again. So he did file for the trademark. Mamacita less than a month ago on December 30th, um, and it was going to cover everything from shirts, shorts, hats, jerseys, sweatpants, sweatshirts, and hoodies. Of course, there was big plans for her to follow in the footsteps, and everyone is handling the death of Kobe very differently. Shaq, mm-hmm. who was his teammate, his friend, his brother, has he was very vocal yesterday that he's not handling it well. He, mm-hmm. he shared that he just lost his sister and that he's been grieving over the fact that he hasn't gotten over losing his sister. And now he's finding out everything about Kobe. And he said, I'm not doing well. I'm sick. And I also feel like a big factor is that one of Kobe's last texts that we know of was to Sharif O'Neal, which is Shaq's son. Mm-hmm. He um it was a direct message on Instagram at 8:19 a.m. Sunday morning which was an hour mm-hmm. or so just mm-hmm. before the crash. So he got on the helicopter they were saying a little after 7 a.m. So he was already on the helicopter talking to Sharif O'Neal. Um Ice Cube also spoke yesterday and he said once the news broke out about Kobe he just couldn't believe it. He didn't want to believe it mm-hmm. that he got his phone. He immediately texted Kobe 
waiting for the response that he never got. Ugh. So just heartbreaking. I'm Crystal V, and yeah, we will continue the Kobe Bryant talk. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, to turn this off for a second. So I, I spoke to my friend yesterday who's a helicopter pilot, used to be a pilot, in, or it still is a pilot, but for the police department in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he does medvac now. And I didn't know if I should put him on because I kind of feel, I don't know if it's going to make you feel better. Put it that way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of wrestling back and forth. I can sort of fill you in with what he told me, but being a pilot and knowing exactly that situation. What happened. His yeah. theory and what he said. I could I could share it in a little bit or I could not. I could put him on to say it. Uh, he may say it more eloquently, than yeah. obviously with more authority. But I could give you the gist of it, if you like. Yay or nay? I, 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 I don't know. know. The, I don't know either. I'm honestly torn at this yeah. part. Like, I don't know if I even want to hear. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There, was, there was parts of it that gave me a little bit of comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you told us this morning, and yeah. I, it comforted me a little bit. A I mean, little it's, bit? It's all sad. It's all awful. It's yeah. all, nothing's great about the situation. Yeah. But... Hearing from an actual pilot yeah. about what he thinks happened, and you know, I think people with that amount of time and hours in the air, and they have read enough about it that they that they're professional. They know what happened. Yeah. And he told me a little bit about fog, and you know, he's flown for twenty plus years. Yeah. And he's only been in it once because you stay out of it when you're a helicopter pilot. You stay you out. Just don't yeah. do you, it. You don't, don't do it. Go to the you, fog. You don't. And. He said that they have a, I guess I'm telling you, yeah. he said that they have uh, a philosophy before they go up because they always go up with three people or there's three people to, to, to decide. And it's the saying is three to go, one to know, mm-hmm. meaning all three people have to agree. Mm-hmm. If one person says, mm, I don't know, there's never a debate over it's it. It's not yeah. happening. Yeah. It's not happening. You're not going up. And no one, no one goes, well. It's too risky. Mm-hmm. And then he also said working private flights when you work for people that can afford a helicopter or to take a helicopter, sometimes people don't want to hear no. Mm-hmm. And you get, maybe there's a little bit of a romanticizing with knowing a celebrity or a very, very rich person that you want to appease your boss and you want to say, no, we can do this. Right. And I've been there before. Now, I'm not saying this happened. I yeah. have no idea what happened. Could have been a malfunction for all I know. But he said there's a lot of that to it. Yeah. And it happens a lot. Now, he's lost three friends that are pilots for situations just like this. He said where... Fog-related. Fog-related yeah. or... And he said it only takes about three seconds for everything to go wrong when it comes to fog. And he said a helicopter that size, typically two people would be piloting it. That was another thing he said mm-hmm. that I thought was really wild. He said especially in a weather situation. And there was definitely yeah. a weather situation. And that, it was one pilot. That yeah. was no. And he said when you enter fog... And he only hap- it only happened to him once. When you enter fog, your equilibrium just goes out of whack, especially when you're in the front of the bus. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if you've ever driven in fog before, you know what it's like. Your first response is actually to turn up the headlights, which is yeah. the wrong thing mm-hmm. to do, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's turn down your headlights. You, you want fog lights on, low lights, so you can see a little farther ahead. But when you're in the front of an, in front of a, a, a helicopter, he said that your, your equilibrium, you think you're going one direction. But you're not. Mm-hmm. He said you lose it. You have to immediately switch over to your instrumentation. And he, there's an acronym for it. And excuse me, I don't know what it is. I'm not yeah. a pilot. I'm just regurgitating what he told me. And I, hopefully I'm, I'm getting it right. But he said you take you, this information and you have to rely on 
the equipment in front of you, you almost have to put blinders on mm-hmm. to everything around you. Don't look it, at the fog and put because like, you can't see anything. And put it in like auto is what you said, right? Yeah. That's like the said, only option. He said there is absolutely 100% no way your mind thinks you're doing the right mm-hmm. thing. He said it's the first thing they train you. Look down to your gauges. Don't even pay attention. And the thing should have went into auto. Now, he said everything goes everything goes sideways in about three seconds. Mm. He said it's it's a thing where maybe an alert went off. Maybe he was taking a command. But he said it only takes about three seconds. Mm. And he took it from there. And he said, my guess is it, it was very quick. Mm-hmm. So that was the comforting thing. That it, was, it wasn't one of those situations where... They're falling. Right, that it was drawn out. He said his guess was that it was very, very quick. But he also reiterated, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. But being a professional and and being in that Mm. situation, he really felt that that's probably the situation that happened. Yeah. So the sad thing about this is there'll probably be lawsuits. We're going to hear about this for a long time. Yeah. But it it was very hard to hear, but it sort of kind of make made me feel a little better i don't i don't know how everybody feels listening to this just that they weren't suffering yeah because we didn't know exactly how it happened was the helicopter going down Mm -hmm. did they crash and then go down like we didn't know so what your friend is saying is that it happened quick and and there was no suffering yeah and they probably weren't aware like they were just kind of going about the flight and it just happened it wasn't like and he he said it all probably happened very quick you're not in fog for a long time they may have just entered the fog. So, once again, can't tell you that's what happened. Could yeah. have been could have been could have been, could have been the helicopter. I have no idea. He doesn't know either. But he said most likely that's the situation of mm-hmm. what happened. So, I don't know if it makes anybody feel better. It made me feel better. Yeah. It made me hear from better to hear from a professional that had done it. Right. And to kind of explain what happens up there and how quickly. And he said, by the way, it has nothing to do with your amount of hours. Mm-hmm. He said. You could be his friends that he's lost. He said these guys have been flying for decades, mm-hmm. which is what they were saying about the yeah. pilot. That yeah. the pilot, the, the pilot that was flying the helicopter was an instructor mm-hmm. to teach other pilots. Yeah. Like he was a great pilot. There's a lot of things we've been hearing. The radar, like on TMZ or yeah. wherever they're talking about the radar. He was explaining that on that radar tape that we've listened to, mm-hmm. they talk about you being too low. Now, I didn't understand what the threshold was for too low, but apparently for, for him, it's under 500 yards. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, feet, yards, pff, we wish. 500 feet, mm-hmm. which is not very, that's how low this helicopter was. So he was probably trying to climb out of it Yeah. at the time. Right. So yeah. once, once again, I, I don't know what happened. I have no idea, but just taking it from a professional that, that kind of collected the facts and kind of looked at all of it and heard the tape he said i have a feeling that's what happened so mm-hmm. i don't know it's very hard to hear i don't know if it makes anyone feel better or yeah. worse but once again could be completely incorrect yeah. could have been something else but that's what we know so how do i get out of that yeah play a damn song yeah, <laughs> just, let's, music yeah play music, a damn song 822 will not do a so. sad song on Amp- okay <laughs> not a sad not. song what's next okay sure that's right, fine fine <laughs> 97.1 Amp Radio. Commercial free Mondays. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.